turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on local now channel 525 i'll give you the punchline when we come back all right okay i can't do that story on air anyway more for you here on the dave ellswick show ed monks here uh, last resort firearms and let's go let me take you back here to that i want that question again i want to ask you this question again and do it i gotta go gotta go to outlook bring it up here we go there it is and the question is, and it came across my Facebook page. Uh, we heard, Dave, that Ed Monk's going to be on the program today. We wanted to know if it is required to have a concealed permit for carrying a gun now in Arkansas. Uh, we wanted to make sure, and we know that Ed is an expert on these things. Well, it's 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 not required. See, and that's... Uh... I think people, and it's, we get to the background checks, it's this way. People get this in reverse. We had a, a law enforcement officer. Uh, I was at a, a presentation by a law enforcement officer, and he was he was shaking his little book that the attorney general produces that's kind of a little quick reference book for law enforcement officers. He says, nowhere in here does it say you can carry a gun without a license. And it's like, well, that's in reverse. We're not, as free citizens, we're not restricted to only do what the government says we can do. We are free to do everything we want to do unless they make it a crime. And right now in Arkansas, I can't find anywhere in the statute codes where it's a crime to be in possession of a handgun unless you are a prohibited person, you had a felony or something else that makes you prohibited, or you're in a location that they have somewhere in the law listed as a crime to carry a gun there like on school grounds like in a public facility or building so i can't find the crime you you would be guilty of and therefore could be charged of because act 746 changed the only misdemeanor that talked about it to where not only do you have to have possession of the gun for it to be a crime but simultaneously you have to have intent to use it illegally as a weapon but we also tell people that doesn't mean every cop warden deputy trooper understands that likes it or knows it. So there's a case that I'm, I'm pretty sure you did on your show where a law enforcement officer took a guy's gun and was going to charge him for it. And he said, well, I have to have intent to use it illegally as a weapon. And he said, well, there's a round in the chamber of your gun. So to me, that that shows you have intent to use it illegally as a weapon. The okay, whole now, time the cop's standing there with a gun with a round in his chamber. Yeah. It's just silliness. It's just. Now, is that Forest City? Is it might Forest be. City? Or Mountain okay. Home or Forest City. Yeah. It's, I can't remember this. But that's. The, the, you never know who you're going to run into. Now, will you win that in court? Different yeah. story. Yes. Well, you'll win, but, but it's still. days later. You've been charged. You have your gun confiscated. You got to pay for an attorney. Everybody's talking about so, it because it's been in the, the, the you know, local Fully paper, support carrying without a, a gun as long as you know where you can't go uh, with it. But, you know, I don't have to have a license. I still have a license because I want to carry legally in 37 other states. Plus, it just think, makes things more defined. And then if you get an enhanced license, you can carry in even more places. So, yes, you can have a gun in Arkansas, carry gun, I believe, an appeals court, not just me. I'm not even an attorney. Appeals court says the language is clear, not we think. The language is clear. It's it's not a crime. Um, but you can still be guilty of something if you have that gun in certain locations. All right. With that said, let me bring up one other thing, and that is 
lot of businesses put up signs say no firearms allowed. Yep. That is their prerogative. My prerogative is that I might still conceal carry going into that business. Now, if they come up to me and say, say, we don't want you carrying, then I have to leave. I haven't, I haven't broken any laws yet, but I will have broken a law if I continue to stay saying I'm going to conceal carry no matter if you got to sign up or not. Yeah, I'm not an attorney, uh, but I think if you if you open carry so they see it, they know yeah. it, then you if if you clearly saw we don't want guns in this store, you violated store policy, but that's not a criminal act. If they ask you to leave and you don't, then I think you're going to be possibly very That's how you get in trouble. charged with trespass. Sure. Uh, if you have a concealed carry license, now you're and you're carrying under the authority of that license and they have posted a sign in accordance with the law, which means it's at every entrance, and it says carrying of a handgun is prohibited, mm-hmm. uh, then you're in violation of the concealed carry statutes, and you could possibly have your concealed carry license revoked or suspended or something. Okay. All right. Now, you specifically asked to come on today because yeah. you want to debunk a lot of this background check crap that's out there. Yeah, and, and really, what I really want to talk to is is gun people, because if you're if people that are liberal, always they want gun control no matter what, because it's a political or emotional thing for them. I'm not going to reach them. But my concern is I keep running into people who say, well, I'm a no one's a stronger Second Amendment supporter than I am. Mm. But yeah, fill it, in the blank. No one would say I am the strongest First Amendment supporter you've ever seen. But I think we have to ban some religions. Yeah. No one would say I'm a, <laughs> I'm a strong supporter of the First Amendment, but I think we ought to have licenses issued by the government before you're allowed to go to church. You know, I'm a strong Second you, Amendment supporter, but, yeah, I don't think you should be able to have an AR-15. Yeah, it's you can say one or the other, but you can't logically say both. So what I, Correct. I ran into people that claim to be gun people, and we get into what I call the circular discussion. I say, I don't think we should have background checks, and they look at me startled. Well, of course we have to have background checks. Why? Well, to keep guns out of the hands of criminals. So you're saying criminals can't get guns now. Oh, no, they can get them easy. So why should we have background checks? Well, to keep guns out of the hands of criminals. But, but you're saying criminals can get guns. Oh, they get them all the time. Then why do we need background checks? To keep mm-hmm. guns out of the, it's It doesn't work, but I feel good about having it. It's the old thing of you have a bad fever. You're sick. We put leeches on you, and it doesn't help. So instead of saying leeches aren't the answer, we say we got to get more leeches because it's not working. And it, it just saddens me for two reasons. One, they don't understand background checks. Do not work at all. They don't work. It's a facade. And they also have forgotten the de- definition of a right. And not just the nebulous rights. You can say, I have the right to eat cookies. I have the right to have a purple car. But those very few. Don't you dare look at my yeah. chocolate chip cookie yeah. and say that. Yeah, I'm looking. <laughs> the very few enumerated, specifically listed rights that our founders put in the Constitution. Now, in the Ninth Amendment, they said you have more than that. So we didn't list the only ones you have. But they took the time to list very few. And I think if you say something is a right, I think that, that puts it in a category that makes it specific and protected in specific ways. And I think people have forgotten that. So they're willing to put up with government abuse and government violations of a right. So what I ask people is, you know, that today's Thursday. Some people go to worship on Sunday. If you went to your church this Sunday, but before you could get in there, there was a church employee out there, and he asked everybody, before you walk in, I need to see your driver's license. You can't get in there. Well, my spouse drove me. I, didn't, I don't have my license. I'm sorry, sir. You can't go in church today without that driver's license. The government requires that we cannot let you in to worship. 
Would worship at that point be a right for you? I think the answer clearly is no. The government is meddling, it's interfering, it's delaying, it's stopping you. And everybody recognizes that. But if you go to purchase a firearm, and it's totally legal for you to own a firearm, but you go there and you say, let me see your driver's license. And you say, well, you know, I forgot my driver's license. My spouse drove me here. Well, I'm sorry, sir, we can't sell you a firearm without your driver's license. People don't see that as as the same thing, even though it clearly is. What if you had your driver's license, but it expired three days ago? You slipped up, let it expire three days ago, and they wouldn't let you in your church because the expiration of your license was August 19th, 2019. We're not going right. to let you into worship. What do you mean? You're not going to let me worship because my driver's license. It's, it's crazy, but that's they will not let you purchase a gun at a dealer if your license is expired. What if you moved Today, what if you move today from 123 Main Street to 231 2nd Street? You moved across town. Right. And so when you tried to worship on Sunday, they said, is, is this your correct address? Well, no, actually, I haven't updated it. Three days ago, I moved. You were not going to let you in the church. If you go to buy a firearm and your driver's license does not have the, the address you're living at at that moment, they won't let you buy a firearm. Clearly, that would be a violation if it was required to worship. But so many of us that claim to support rights and be strong supporter of rights, all rights, not just gun rights, we don't see it as a violation. Uh, What if you went to visit your sister in another state and you wanted to go to church with her on Sunday? That's allowed. The government can't stop you. Right. But what if you went, your sister lived in another state, you went to visit, you went into that church in that state, and you showed an Arkansas driver's license, and they said, I'm sorry, sir, you can't worship in this state with an out-of-state driver's license. Well, that's clearly a government violation of your right to worship. Clearly, everybody would agree with that, but we put up with it. And I meet so many gun people who say, well, sure, we should have those kind of restrictions. They've just forgotten. What if you're illiterate? We still have illiterate people. What if you can't read? Well, not only do you have to show your ID, but you have to read and fill out, write, fill out a form. What if you can't read that form because you're illiterate? You cannot buy the gun unless you fill out the form. If you if you can't if you're illiterate, you can't fill out the form. So we're den- the government is denying you the right to ex- denying you the ability to exercise a constitutionally guaranteed right because you're illiterate. There's no other right like that. What if you just can't see well? Your eyes are bad. You forgot your glasses that day, so I can't read the form to understand it and fill it out. What if you have a medical condition, palsy, Parkinson's, and you shake and you can't write clear right. enough to fill out the form? You're not going to buy a gun today. Because you have to fill out the have to valid ID and fill out the form legibly before they will even go further in letting you buy the gun. We're denying constitutional rights because of medical conditions, whether or not you have a license, whether or not the license is expired by two days, whether or not the license has the current address. Even if you have everything right, you have a current license, you fill out the form perfectly, they can still then run the background check, either by phone or over the computer. And you get delayed and not be able to go into that church. So you come to the church. Yep, you got an Arkansas driver's license with the correct address. You got the correct date on there because it's valid. You fill out the form perfectly. They type it in the computer and go, well, we can't let you worship today. Come back in five days. But wait a minute. I'm, there's nothing wrong with my record. I filled out the form. I have a valid license. Yeah, but the computer system's down. It can't complete the background check. So we're not saying you can't worship. You just can't worship today. Well, Martin Luther King said a right delayed is a right denied because it was denied to you when you wanted it. And that's the definition of a right. Not you get to do things when the government says you can do things. If the government says you can do things, you can do them whenever you want. That's the definition of a right. Even if the computer system's up, the computer system could come back on your background check and say, 
well, we need more time. We can't tell you right now whether you're clear or not, so come back in five days. We wouldn't put up with that with any other right, but we put up with it with the Second Amendment. So it's we don't really treat it like a right, even though we like to say we do. In my experience, and I, I, it's limited. I've been helping at a, at a store that sells guns for about eight years now. But in my experience, one out of ten people who attempt to buy a gun and do the background check are delayed. All right. With that thought, hold yep. your hold your thought. We got to take a final break. We'll be back. Ed Monk, Last Resort Firearms Training, is my guest. He's a virtual encyclopedia about this stuff, talking about background checks and why they're not the panacea everybody thinks they are. All right, back with you. Dave Ellswick's show right here on uh, 1011, The Answer. And uh, Ed Monk is sitting here and going over background checks. And again, he's doing this, and uh, I want to make this clear. For you who are liberals, the facts that he'll get won't make a hill of beans to you. You don't care about facts. You just don't like guns. But for people who want to protect their right to keep and bear arms, these facts could help them uh, keep on the straight and narrow, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I compare it to the three-year-old when you're trying to check out the grocery store that sees a candy bar, and he just he's not logical about it, and you can't talk him out of it. He wants the candy bar, and he will scream until he gets a candy bar. And that's the way I want everybody. Gun control people have wanted background checks forever. And it's just after every active shooter event, they bring it up again because they know people are emotional and they'll be they'll be eager to try to do something, uh, even though it won't help. And the last two big active shooters in El Paso and Dayton passed background checks. They, yes, they, they passed did. background checks. And people say, see, this is proof we need background checks. Well, we need more stringent background. Well, what does that mean? They, they had not done anything mm-hmm. that would have prohibited them. You, they and most active shooters pass background checks. Three active shooters passed background checks, but shouldn't have because the system's broke. It is a facade. It's there to make us feel good. The active shooter in uh, Aurora, Illinois, uh, the Waffle House, and I think it was in Tennessee. I think Nashville and Sutherland Springs. They had things, criminal things, in their background that should they should have come up denied in the background check, but they passed them because the background system is broke. It's inaccurate. Ninety-four percent of people who are denied, who the background check system says you should not have a gun, there's something in your record, you're prohibited. Ninety-four percent of the people that appeal that decision, it comes back in their favor. So they're, the NIC system, the background check system, is denying way more people that should be able to own guns than people that shouldn't. And so every year they say this many thousands of people were prevented. This The way they'll put it in the media is 70,000 people last year Felons were prevented from buying a gun because of the NICS check system. It's a great success. No, 70,000 people were temporarily prevented from getting a gun, and the vast majority of them were law-abiding citizens that a false positive came up. There you go. It's just crazy. Um, And active shooters that passed and should have passed a NICS background check, the Vegas shooter, over 500 people he shot, passed multiple background checks buying multiple guns because he had nothing in his past. Pulse nightclub shooter. Not only did he pass a background check, he was a licensed armed security guard. That's how clean his record was. So you, background checks aren't going to prevent him. Aurora, Colorado theater, the red haired guy at the Batman movie. He shot, he passed multiple background checks because he bought, he bought several guns over several months period. He shot 70 people. Virginia tech passed background checks. El Paso 
this is one of the recent ones passed, Fort Hood, the major. He was a commissioned officer, a major in the Army. Yep. Surely he passed a background check. Luby's Cafeteria, the, the guy in Dayton, San Bernardino. Now, San Bernardino, the two radical Islam shooters. This is straw purchase. Yes, that actually, they didn't pass background checks. They got someone else to buy it for them, but they could have. They had nothing in their record. Had they gone to buy the guns, they could have. So some myths we commonly see out there. We got to do something because guns are just too accessible. Well, things we have a constitutional right to should be accessible. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't have to jump through hoops to get newspapers and Bibles and other things. And too accessible compared to what? Before 1968, if you wanted a high-powered rifle or a handgun, you could call up Sears and Roebuck and get it sent to your house, COD, without any government yeah, paper. I know. So you're saying guns are too accessible now, but they're far less accessible than they used to be, and people don't understand that. It's just a knee-jerk. Guns are too accessible. Well, constitutionally protected items should be, and actually they're not compared to 1965. And the only reason the Tommy gun couldn't be bought through a Sears catalog later on uh, was because of what went down in Chicago during Prohibition. Because of the 1934 Firearms Act, which limited fully automatic guns. Yes. You could get high-powered hunting rifles, high-powered you know, multi-shot rifles or handguns by calling Sears and Roebuck or many other companies and have the postman bring it to your door. Here, here's one thing I'd like you to uh, to talk about. People say, well, machine guns are illegal. No, they're not. In most states, they are not. But they're, they're so expensive that most people won't buy them. But you do have to pay the government its pound of flesh. You have to pay them a $200 tax stamp for each, which in 1934, when that law was passed, it, that was prohibitive for 99% of people. $200 Correct. was huge. Now it's not. But the problem is in 1986, the federal government passed a law which banned production of fully automatics inside the country for right. civilian use or import. So it limited the number of them, and that shot the price up. You're, you're talking in the tens of thousands of dollars if you want to go through the process to own a fully automatic weapon. And in you know, most, like an M16, I think I saw it was about $18,000. And, and that would surprise me it was that low. But, yeah, that's true. You can you can buy a fully automatic weapon in Arkansas if you got the money. Okay. I just yeah. want people to understand, yes, it, it's, they're not illegal. But in 1965, you could order a gun through the mail delivered to your door. But now people will say, well, these Internet gun sales, the Dayton shooter bought his gun on the Internet, but he didn't take possession of it over the Internet. You can go online and pay for a gun at a place in Palmetto State. That's South Carolina, right? Right. There's a very, you can go online and buy a gun from a company in South Carolina, but they can't ship it to your door the way they could in 1965. They have to ship it to a licensed firearms dealer in your state, and you have to go to that licensed firearms dealer, do the background check, fill out the paperwork, and take possession so they made a lot of, they incorrectly and, and intentionally falsely reported the Dayton guy. He bought his gun over the internet. He paid for it in the internet, but he took possession of it at a dealer in Ohio the same a way. Licensed a dealer. licensed dealer. which included a background check. So this internet gun sales, they say that's a way to get around the background no, check. No, it's not. It is not. But the media is lying about it, and liberal politicians are like, try it. If you think that's true, if anybody out there thinks, I can, get a, I can order a gun on the internet and get it shipped to my door, try that and see how that goes for you. Yeah, they'll say, pick it up at X, Y, and Z yep, shop. Yep. They will say, send us a copy of the federal firearms license of the dealer you want us to ship to. Mm-hmm. They're not going to ship it to you. And that's the same thing with gun show loopholes. That's another made-up term. Well, you can go to a gun show and not, not, not have to go through a background check. That is possible. But private gun sales 
or did not require a background check by the federal government. So you can buy a gun from your hunting buddy, from your neighbor, from a family member, and you don't have to go through a background check. But there is no gun show loophole. There's nothing special about a gun show. Gun purchases inside of a gun show are exactly the same as gun sh- as gun sales outside of a gun show. So if you hear that term, it's another made-up thing to make people think, oh, there's a, there's a loophole somewhere that people are getting around something, and it doesn't exist. All right. And lastly, if they've got time, yeah, is, two the, minutes. is the reasonable re- – well, come on, but you got to admit, we got to have reasonable restrictions. That's right. And that's another political fallacy. Well, every person, Dave Ellswick, thinks he is reasonable. Elizabeth Warren thinks she is reasonable. I think I am reasonable. So when someone says, well, you got to agree we need reasonable restrictions, what they're saying is you got to agree that we need the restrictions that I want because I'm a reasonable person, and if I want the restrictions, by definition, they're reasonable. No, we don't need reasonable restrictions on constitutional rights. The Second Amendment says shall not be infringed. It doesn't say shall not be completely banned. It says infringed. Look that word up. It means encroached, approached, even minorly adjusted, minorly altered. And that's what it says. It doesn't say shall not be infringed unless a mass shooting happens. Shall not be infringed unless you politically want to. It says shall not be infringed. Uh, We ought to follow the Constitution. We ought to follow the limits. And we ought to respect each other's rights. All right. We appreciate you coming on. Love doing it, Dave. I'm going to get you. you back on again. In the very near future, and we'll do a full hour. Anytime. Get everybody on here and and get you in here and let people call in and ask any questions that they might have. Would I, love it. We uh, have kept the phone calls uh, away so that he could give you all that information, and it was a ton. If people want to get more of that information, perhaps that they want to use with other folks, where do they call you? 870-273-1113. That's my cell. You can text or call Ed Monk at AOL.com, Facebook page, Last Resort Firearms Training. All right. We're out of here for this hour. Coming up in the next hour, Dr. Terry Yamauchi is in the house on the Dave Ellswick Show.